0: Hello and welcome to History First. This is a podcast about presidential history and trivia based on the site history-first.com. If you enjoyed our episode last week about White House weddings, you'll like this one too. Today, we're looking across the pond at how the presidency has interacted with royal weddings in the United Kingdom. I can't speak for others who have written for History First, but I find the royal family pretty fascinating. Like the presidency, it is, at its core, an institution filled with human stories. We'll get into American presidents and royal weddings after the outbreak. We'll start back in 1947. That's the year that Queen Elizabeth and Prince Philip got married. Of course, she was just Princess Elizabeth then. The president at the time was Harry Truman, so, did President Truman make the trip across the pond to attend? Truman decided to stay at home. In fact, there's no indication that he was invited or that he sought to go. Instead, he assigned an envoy to represent the U.S. government at the wedding, Lewis Douglas, who was the ambassador to Great Britain. He also sent the future queen's parents a telegram of congratulations when she got engaged, which read, It is with the greatest pleasure that I extend to your majesty's cordial felicitations in the name of the people of the United States and in my own, and request that these greetings be conveyed to Princess Elizabeth and Lieutenant Mountbatten. The next opportunity for an American president to attend a royal wedding came in 1960, when Queen Elizabeth's sister, Margaret, got married. This required some quick diplomatic footwork back in the United States. President Dwight Eisenhower didn't feel that he needed to send the new couple a gift because he'd never received any formal notification of their wedding. The American ambassador insisted that he do so, so Eisenhower sent Princess Margaret a quote, small wedding ring ashtray. In 1981, the biggest royal wedding of the century took place the wedding of Prince Charles to Lady Diana Spencer. This too came with some presidential drama. President Ronald Reagan did not attend, although it appears he was invited. Instead, he sent his wife, First Lady Nancy Reagan, to represent the United States. At the time, the New York Times speculated that the new president, Reagan was elected in 1980, did not want his first trip to Europe to be the wedding. Nancy Reagan created quite a stir in the UK. One tabloid dedicated its front page to her decision not to bow to the Queen, the Guardian expressed its irritation that Nancy Reagan refused to reveal any details about her wedding outfit, and her mere presence produced speculation about where she would sit, leading one palace spokesman to note, quote, I can't imagine she'll be in the front row. Obviously, there are a lot of other people besides Nancy Reagan coming, unquote. When Prince William and Kate Middleton wed in 2011, No heads of state were invited, so President Barack Obama and Michelle Obama did not attend. This, too, came with some controversy. Some demanded if this constituted a snub of the American president. But the Daily Mail noted that since Prince William was not yet next in line to the throne, his wedding was not a state occasion. Thus, it was normal that no heads of state were involved. In the last royal wedding of the immediate royal family, at least, that of Prince Harry and Meghan Markle, some questions emerged about which presidents might attend. Would the current president, Donald Trump, go? Would former president and friend to the groom, Barack Obama? In the end, neither attended. Drama avoided. It seems that most presidents are happy keeping some distance from the royal family. Indeed, based on my conversations with some British friends, it seems that even the Brits would be happy with some distance from the royal family. But American presidents have always met the moment with diplomacy. When a royal wedding occurs, they'll send notes of congratulations, a high-level envoy, or a gift, like the Steuben glass bowls both presidents, Truman and Reagan, sent to Queen Elizabeth and to Prince Charles. Today's episode was inspired, in part, by the news that Prince Harry and Meghan Markle would sit down with Oprah Winfrey, and, it seems, air some grievances about their treatment at the hands of the firm—that is, the royal family. Prince Harry's recent struggles with the firm are reminiscent of Princess Margaret's, as well as his great-great-uncle Edward VIII, who abdicated his throne to marry an American. It all reminds me of one of my favorite sayings, that history does not repeat, but it does rhyme. Thanks so much for listening, and check us out online at history-first.com. Stay safe, and talk to you soon.